everybody. Thanks for listening to Scrum Under Siege. My name is Jack. This dude over here, his name's Doug. No! That was a powerful one. You're powerful right now. I'm in a good mood. Awesome. Take us away. So, our latest topic and our greatest, and this is going to be an absolutely phenomenal one. Mm-hmm. Creating effective roadmaps. Wow. That is, it. it's seriously, it's just going to be so fun to talk about. So, main problem, how can a product owner make a realistic roadmap without throwing darts? Hmm, that's a great question. Is also common. How can someone give a super high level estimate on work that involves several epics or initiative? Right. Well, we're here to tell you all about it. So there's, there's a couple ways to do it. What? Right? Well, first and foremost, let's start off with your product owner. Okay. We got Samson. Samson, the product owner. Samson and Susie. We're just going to say you have two teams. Sure. Because that's probably the truth. So basically, Samson and Susie just need to know, for example, the number one resource that you have at your disposal is your development team. Makes sense. There's actually exercises that you can do with the team to get the answers that you need when someone comes to you and goes, um, I know it's early. What is that roadmap going to look like? We're trying to get some funding. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, here's everything I would like, and I assume it's not that hard, and da 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 da, da. Ha! Nobody's going to look at it again. So we're here to say, like, how do you get some realistic funding? And maybe that goes into how you can actually create roadmaps that can help a case with, like, maybe you need another team. Sure. So let's talk about that. Yep. Right? So we, we think the first step is you got to start by looking at stuff that the team has already completed in the past. Right? Go back to your history. You've, you've had a team. You've been working. You have data back there that you can actually use. This is going to be super effective. So if you have a product team, this is awesome. This is right up your alley. You probably have a theme that's come through or just things that are very common that Mm -hmm. you can reference. You're like, yeah, we do all sorts of new features on this product and they're about the same size and we know when ones are definitely bigger than the other. Now, if you're a project team and you've been bouncing around together. It's going to be a little harder, right? Yeah. You can compare what have you worked on in the past, like roughly have a gauge, but at least you're on the same page. You've worked on it. You've had the same experience. Now where it becomes difficult having a team that knows nothing and hasn't worked together we kind of just formed all together now this is going to be difficult just for one reason for example it's you don't have the same experiences yep so you don't really understand those challenges that you've been through so with that being said you're gonna maybe have to come to the table and agree upon what what things mean to you what your experiences are do a little like team bonding activities maybe talk about past work experience how they how they've handled different solutions that come up but it's going to be more of that yep hey so last year we worked on this navigation. Now we need to do something similar to that, but 50% of the team has turned over. So talk it through with your greatest resource and they might say, yeah, it's going to be similar, maybe a little harder, something like that. So based on that, you're going to have to come up with a key. So you're going to have to put a a few different sizes out there. Yep. So use that epic information. Look at it. Say, what does a small mean to you? Does that mean a sprint? Does that mean a month? Does that mean a quarter? What does that exactly mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be something that's key. That's the number one thing you need to define first to help you with the next part of it. Build your key. Look at a couple different things on the roadmap that you completed in the mat. In the mat. Ugh in the past. So then you have a couple different options to compare to. Look for a small, right? Look for a large. Look for an extra large. Look for an extra large. So for example, if an extra large happens to be two years because you're like, this is something that's massive. 
Okay, fine. Then they, then your your reference point is two years, eight quarters, 42 sprints, whatever you come up with, 98 <laughs> possibility. But this is going to have to feed into ultimately like, and this is kind of jumping a little bit ahead, but you're going to need this to actually come up with what can fit in a roadmap. So what is the key here? Well, you need to figure out what is similar and not similar between new work and old work. What are things that, you know, Jack, in your experience that you've seen different? So sometimes it's, the technology behind the scenes that's, you know, hey, uh, last year we, the dev team was using this sort of code or language or whatnot, and now we're doing something different. It might be very similar work, but we're using, we're going about it a little differently. So that could be a, a, a change of pace. Maybe the size of your team has changed too, right? Oh, this is very similar work, but we don't have five developers anymore. We got three because whatever reason, you know, that can change things up a little bit too. Yeah, it feels like framework's always a big one. You can throw it up in the air. I know that a lot of teams I've seen historically, it's like, oh, you know, we're switching from Java Swing to Angular 2. And they're like, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, that means a lot. They're yeah. Like, what? <laughs> We're not, we're not up on Samson 7.0, so we're going to have to learn that. Yeah, and we're going to have to – we'll throw some React in there and, and dust it off with the broom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're on a little bit of a tangent. So with that being said, I think a lot of things come up with, you know, in terms of comparing it, like if you had something in the past. So if you – Salesforce is a common thing here. Like CRM platforms, other things, and other technologies that are, you're embedding. Vendors can be kind of a crapshoot. You know, it might take more time, might not be the biggest effort, but like duration wise, yeah. it might throw into it. So you might have to put a little asterisk in there. But the biggest thing is don't be afraid to give a t shirt. Let me throw a little curveball at you, Doug. You always like to do those to me. So I'm going to do this to you. You looked at your past stuff. You got a couple different sizes out there. Now you're trying to t-shirt size some work and you you just can't get any traction on it. Just the the team is stumped. What do you do? Well, there's an activity that you can always do in your tool belt. Story mapping. Oh my gosh, Doug. You're a genius. You're a wizard. You might as well just spend a day, take a look, crank through that, and that can also give you a good baseline. So with that being said, be careful Because a lot of people want to spend weeks on this. You don't have weeks. You just want to take a minimal activity. Mm -hmm. Just take guesses. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong, but that'll help play into this conversation. Go, let's walk through what we'd want the user to do high level, like all these things, like your wish list. And you'll have probably, if it's something big, like something revolutionary, like 450 sticky notes. And you just go through and you kind of just high level estimate that. And then, you know, based on the velocity that you've had in the past. I would even say, look, if you're going to be story mapping at, at this level, at this early on, you got 400 sticky notes, you might be in the weeds too much. Draw the line at 200. Maybe it's five years. Five years of work. You don't know. But yeah, maybe draw the line. But you could say that could be exactly what you need to to help you estimate for budgets. For example, if you're project-based, then you're not just throwing out an arbitrary number that you're going to be held to like, oh, I thought this project was 400000 You're like, who thought this was 400000 This is dumb. But if you're product-based, then that'll also help you put a realistic roadmap in. So you're like, if I'm going to have to spend two years of my time, that's all I can do. Yep. Like, that's going to be a good gauge for you. Most of the cases, it's probably going to be like 35 stickies. And then that's easy to say, oh, we'll ballpark it. So where you need to take this, though, is the the product owner needs that formula. So what are these like opportunities they can put up there? If you go, okay, I'm going to tell you as a team, we can do one XL for the year based on our stuff. And you can sprinkle in either a medium every quarter or you can put three smalls. Along with that. 
Excel that they're always working on. Yeah, that we're always working. You can Mm -hmm. sprinkle that in. Or you can do 20 smalls every quarter or a large and two smalls or something basic. You're like, this is what you're trading off with. But if it's like four combinations that you think could be viable, that product owner needs that to organize what they care about most because knowing that will help them effectively throw more precise darts. A little better roadmap. Yeah, and they have more information. Then they're armed with data. Mm-hmm. So should I use the data? Yes. In this case, yes. Should I use the data? I think that was episode, I'm going to say six. We have flashcards with them somewhere. <laughs> okay, that's going to be on the store. Um, right? We're going to build a store sometime and, and flash, Scrum Under Siege uh, episode cards will be there. Okay. It'll be a hit. We're spinning. Yeah. So recap all this stuff, right? Help, uh, help your product owners build roadmaps, future roadmaps by kind of looking at the past and trying to trying to use some of the completed work and t-shirt size that to compare it to new stuff that's coming down the pipe. Yes. Make sure your product owner knows as a development team you're there. Yep. You're not, you're not just leaving them out on an island to have to come up with this stuff mm-hmm. all the time. So if they need help, Use them. Next podcast is going to be, eh, I don't know yet. Some fun stuff. I'm sure it will be hard-hitting and entertaining, right? Yeah, we could still talk about this topic. I know we have a lot of information still left on it, yeah. but we don't want to bore you. So we'll we'll take that as a takeaway and we'll map out our own backlog to see where it fits <laughs> in our roadmap. Yes. Good one. <laughs> Whoa, that was just clever. 4,000 stickies. Here you're, we come. You're on your game tonight. So if you haven't already, strongly... Strongly. Go to Scrum Under Siege, right? www.scrumundersiege.com. Either subscribe, subscribe on our platform, tell our boss. Tell your boss. Not our boss. Tell your boss. (laughs) (laughs) Tell your boss's boss. Yeah, so leave a comment for that. Ratings are always good. We love ratings. Uh, We like when you're engaged. We like comments because we can help improve this podcast. We also like emails to us so that we can get some information to help form our own roadmap of stickies. I think, what, I think what else is cool, too, is is if you are listening to this on, on iTunes, like, give us some star ratings. Star ratings good. I think we got a, I think we got nine of them, and I think we got two reviews on iTunes. One of them is from my son. <laughs> Love that boy. Thank you for listening. This has been Doug and Jack. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Now for the Scrum Under Siege disclaimer. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the podcast and all episodes are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of future, current, or past employers.